Bobcast with Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. All right, welcome everybody. We're having a Bobcast party tonight. We got a lot of people on the line. I want you all to introduce yourselves. I'm going to go Alex first. Alex, what's uh, up? Alex oh, yeah, yeah. Old Bay Brigade, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> Alex we'll get Winter, to you. We'll get to you. With the Old Bay Brigade, you've heard me a million times. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, Jake Kennecke. I am a Gemini. I like long walks on the beach. And you also have heard me a million times. And teacup pigs. Yeah. All right. Now we'll go Kalen. Kalen's been on another uh, another repeat voice. Well, I guess the see. other one has to. But there we go. Yeah. Kalen um, Hicks, operations manager for Maryland Bobcats Football Club and the second most dangerous right back in the state of Maryland. So Who's the first? Percy Richard. Richard, Richard. Richard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I can give you a right run for your money at right back. You look a little string beanie. Listen, it's it's all about the mental games. It's the mentality he's, he's not he's not built for uh, he's not built for longevity. He's built for one run. <laughs> the most important one of the game. He takes too. <laughs> he takes one shoulder and he crumples. And all then, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Last but not least, we have. Can I say it? Am I allowed to say what this is? You're allowed to say it. All right. We have the new coach of the Maryland Bobcats, Alex Cow, joining us today. Which is wild, and uh, yeah, here on the uh, the podcast itself. And Alex is an alumni of the podcast. Uh, I would urge you to go and listen to that episode. It, it takes him, uh, it takes us all the listeners on his soccer journey from growing up in Togo on Africa's west coast, moving to France, and then making his way to the states, to the Fury for a little bit, for a half a second, half then a to the second. Bobcats. I mean, crazy. Welcome, welcome. Uh, thanks, thanks for jumping on, Alex. Thank you, thank you, guys. It's uh, it's an honor uh, for to have your time, guys. So I'm excited to to have a chat with you. So for the listener, Alex Cow, yes, uh, new head coach for the Maryland Bobcats, and uh, excited to be here, guys. Woo! That's crazy. <laughs> and real quick, as a Maryland Bobcast exclusive, let's just say. We got him first, so suck it, Dan Creel. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing but love for the Knights who say Nisa. Come on, Alex. <laughs> That's what you get for leaking roster information. Oh. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, all right, all right. So so for the people that haven't um, listened to that old episode, I want to just give people a little bit more background about your playing history um, just right. kind of a quick primer of how you how you got to be a Maryland Bobcat professional player. Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, grew up in France. That's where essentially the playing career started um, with the Paris Football Club, currently in the second division. Um, made my way to the state. Originally, I thought I was going to go to uh, uh, UMD uh, with Sasho. Got a good visit down there, but... Things didn't turn out well with NCAA, so I ended up to junior college, and uh, and then UConn, um, and then the Fury for literally six months or less. And uh, was that the first and, year of NISA with the Fury? Yes, that's right. That was uh, that was the that was one of the launching team of NISA. And then uh, yeah, and then the Bobcats. You know, just met Jay, uh, bought into the vision of the club. I was. I was really uh, attracted to, you know, a club that is for a community because that's all I knew uh, growing up and they made sense for me. So I bought in very quickly. So fast forward uh, three years later, uh, I guess could say four now, 2019, 
2023. Now uh, I'm in a position uh, where I'm becoming the new head coach. So very excited for that. So would you mind running us through the transition a little bit? Because, you know, when you became a Bobcat player and then you had some injury problems, right? Is that right. kind of kind of what That's set right. you up? And then you got involved in the youth setup as a coach and then eventually the director of the Bobcats entire youth setup, right? Right. So, yeah. So 2019 joined the Bobcats. We were playing. We had a great team. Um, you know, be Chattanooga while we were still just kind of winning. UPSL with Chattanooga was already a established professional club. And uh, yeah, joined the Bobcats, played our first season, uh, Nisa, almost every single game. Um, uh, second season, which was last season, uh, started off, uh, I had an injury that was just kind of kind of uh, uh, dealing with at the end of the past, the season before that, because just kind of repeating games and effort, uh, because I had literally no breaks throughout the season. And um, yeah, I had a, I had to get through a procedure of uh, of injection to help me recover, and that was that was taking six months. So in the meantime, I was I got qualified to get my UFAB license um, uh, in Germany. So I decided to take the opportunity while I was hurt. I was like, you know what, this make this time worth it, right? Um, I was obviously assisting the sessions. I was helping Coach Silva out as well uh, on the men's team and the youth was growing so much uh, which we started back in 2020 so in the you know end of 2021 beginning 2022 I was named the director slash president of the youth which is a non-profit by the way right um, because we want to be able to be uh, for all right including kids that can't pay uh, to play so yeah directed that we sort of growth uh, What's the growth? From, you were talking about it before we jumped on the yeah, recording. Yeah, that's like, it's like a, it's like a five X. So we went from we went from having thirty five kids to now some about one hundred and sixty kids uh, in about eighteen months. Um, so yeah, again, just uh, just on leadership, talking to parents, you know, just sharing the vision of what's the Bobcats are, and and then them just loving it, coming to the sessions, uh, bringing other families. And really, we did no advertisements, no really big tryouts. Uh, so it was just kind of all word to mouth and uh, no marketing plan, no marketing strategy. Um, I feel like that's just, where being tied to the professional level just does so much. Yeah, because absolutely. People see the first team is professional and then they just want to fall in line, right? Absolutely. But yeah, it just grew well and I was hurt. So I got more time to focus on, on the youth as well. And, you know, and, um, I, I think I know 160 kids, I would say about 80% of them, or I know all of them, first of all, but personally, I, I know their brothers, the, the mom, the father, I know what the parents do. I know what they, they like, you know, the school they go to. So, I'm I'm really big on just getting to know them um, as people, right? Uh, but fast forward, I got the license acceptance in Germany. It was for July. Um, got down there in July in Germany. Spent the whole month, um, you know, at the at the federation. Just got the license out of the way. Came back, and it's funny because I came back and I was fit, right? Just you guys heard this, so you guys are gonna love this one. I came back. I was fit. I was when I was in Germany. You had you have to play. So as you know, you, the other coaches are there. 
they also have to run session and you had to play as a player, right? Uh, and uh, I was fit because we were on the field like four or five hours a day. And uh, I came back, uh, I landed on Sunday evening, late nine o'clock. And then for some reason, I decided to go to practice on Monday early at eight o'clock. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to play in the 11 v 11. And uh, literally no contact. I get a ball and I try to make a switch over and just my calves just gives out. And then I'm just like, you know what, Alex is God speaking. Um, so I just, I was like, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm done. Let me just uh, put this aside because, you know, you're going to take out a month, come back, season will be almost over. So I just, you know, got engaged on, on the coaching staff with Coach Levine, needed help. He was honest with me. And uh, so we, we ran a lot of sessions together, um, you know, and the games I was on the bench. Um, so I was kind of on the whole process of, you know, the, the top behind, the subs, the the preparation. Um, and it was very unique because he's very, very experienced. And, yeah, so the, the season ended. We, we made it to the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, fast forward, the opportunity presented itself for me to be in these shoes. So, well, welcome so much, and and it's uh it is, it's very nice to see a familiar face, and we wish you all the best, and we're here to support and support the whole club. So so welcome from the old Bay Brigade. Thank you, you make us Thank feel you. older than usual. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty seven, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, okay. we felt old watching young these guy. young guys run around the field, and then we realized you were twenty seven, and it got worse. <laughs> I get sore just lifting my like two year old. I have I had like a I pulled a peck for a few days, so it gets worse, man. I hate to say it. <laughs> All right. So can you talk about a little bit of, of what Coach Rostella did that, that you liked that you wanted to continue with the Bobcats and any other information about Coach Rostella that you could share would be uh, would be lovely. Yeah, absolutely. One, he was very organized and structured in his uh, training plan, um, you know, and uh, and I think uh, it was great for us to 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 see the the planning behind every single session, the idea behind every single session, and how it reflected the playing style that we have. You know, I think our team, um, as he stated, and as I agree, was very Latin-minded. Meaning, by Latin, you have people. Uh, you have French speakers, you have a Spanish speaker, you have guys that just love to to uh, to play, right? Love to be on the ball, and so he designed every session toward that direction, right? And and it was very good. Guys enjoyed it when they came. The practice field was set. Um, you know, every session was purposeful. Everything was done with a purpose on on you know on the training ground. So. Uh, guys really love that. They really lo- love to see every idea behind the training plan. So I really hope, you know, and I mean, now hope I am continuing that for sure in the, in the sessions that we have, you know, preseason. It's been two days now. Uh, you know, it's very different than uh, what others have done in the past where, you know, usually preseason, people associate preseason with a lot of running. You know, of course, we, we always run, but... We, you know, with Coach Sivan, we did it differently. There's always ball involved. There's always uh, some kind of touches involved in the mix with 
the plyometrics, the agility, the footwork, uh, the, the ball control. So it's done differently. And at the end of the session, guys still put in 10 kilometers. So it's, 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 it's having the legs, but it's not just running. Right. So those are differences um, that obviously I experienced as a player in France, which seeing him operate as a, as a coach, it made, it made sense. Right. And, you know, and also luckily, you know, he shared a lot of those session plans with me, which I still have, which is always good to just kind of inspire myself from and, and adding, you know, things that worked well because I saw everything that worked well and things that the, the players didn't like so much, right, and be able to, to tweak it and change it as well and get better, you know. So, absolutely. What have been your uh, biggest accomplishments with the youth team so far? I mean, you're moving on from the youth squads to the pro squad. So what, what do you look back on as your big moment other than just the growth of the, the youth squad in general? Wow, that's a very good question. I think one of the big moments uh, was the 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 U-17s winning the Mid-Atlantic Cup at the Soccerplex um, last, uh, last summer. You know, I think uh, the, the biggest memory for me would be the final four where, you know, we were down two PKs in the shutout and our keeper just... Uh, save everything after that and, and seem, you know, it, it was just like a beautiful moment. And obviously we went on and win the final easily, but without those saves in the semifinals, right, we would have not gone there. So um, I think result-wise, that's that's one thing that stands out. But in terms of pride, I'm still on that youth side, of course, because there's a lot of pride in there. But one of uh, the things I'm very happy is to be able to establish a culture where parents feel that their kids are safe, right, and, and in good hands, um, meaning they have good coaching that cares about their kids. You know, it's a collective sport, of course, but, you know, when they're that young, you want to be able to develop the individuals within a collective, which is a lot of time is missing in U.S. soccer, right? Um, yeah. So, absolutely. And listening back to uh, your pod with Mike from before, you talking about um, talking to parents about the fact that like, hey, there's a reason why other parts of the world have success in, in sport because they put hours upon hours daily of time into this versus like a person having a one hour practice after school. Like I'm about to start coaching my school's middle school soccer team it's our first time having a team and they came nice. to me because i'm the only person in the school who talks about soccer comps. God, <laughs> <help> and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh we're we're standing there and they were like yeah yeah you get 45 minutes three times a week okay and <clears throat> listening back to your podcast i'm like yeah okay so like i have to be able to explain to my parents like hey yeah we get only 45 minutes three times a week um, I'm not going to be training your kid to be D1 in, in four years. I'm not yeah. going to be training your kid to be the top of their their varsity team. I'm not going to train them to be going pro. There needs to be more than just me showing up here. So yeah. like it was it was really cool to hear your philosophy on that. So <clears throat> I I mean the youth team has been in good hands for a really long time and now the pro team's in really good hands. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So the next question I have is going into this season, um, 
we're seeing player announcements. Kalen told us we're not allowed to talk about them. For some reason, he's bossing us around now. He thinks he's he's, he's tough. Um, I'm, I'm big time. I'm sorry. Big time. Big time Kalen Hicks. Um, what are you looking for in your players coming onto the field now? What are you looking for in your guys? Absolutely. Three things. I'll share with them. I'll share with you what I share with them. Uh, three things. Uh, very importantly, number one is effort. Um, it's a big, big thing, right? Because, you, you know, they are blessed to be in a, to play in a beautiful stadium, stadium with fans that, that come out, um, you know, that do everything they can to support them. So they have to give us the effort. Uh, two is attitude, uh, which is the biggest one, right? Uh, without their, without their attitude being on point, right? On, on the training ground and in games, we just won't. Uh, land anything and three is their desire right desire first to be at the bobcats to be a bobcats player and their desire to to compete that's what makes the difference right when you you have that it's it's really easier to move uh, mountains right and so every since tryouts uh, those three words have been emphasized a lot and you know i think um at you know difference that i made this year and with the help of management is really take the players that we're having on board to a vet, what I call a vetting process, right? I said, it's important. It's important to vet what player we're getting, uh, what background, what they're looking to achieve, if it suits us, uh, what family they're coming from. It's details that matter, right? You know, or simple thing as you wanted a player and uh, you, you, you give him an offer and he's, you know, it's back and forth with the offer on you and what he wants and, and you have some other players, like you give them the offer is they have a very good level and they're like on the jump. I'm there coming in. I'm moving in tomorrow. Right. I'm moving from a different state. Right. And I'm not going to say the names and talk about the recruit, but you have some very good player drove across the entire country, 24 hours. Right. Um, to be here and on time for preseason, you know, and, and those that's that's a desire. Right, they they made the decision to be a Bobcats, and you know that those guys are gonna give you the effort, and their attitude is gonna be on point because they made the decision themselves. So, yeah, just sharing what I share with them and what I will continue to share with them throughout preseason. Um, those three words, yeah. Would you say he drove from uh, California United area or like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, that's a lot more. longer than twenty four hours. <laughs> So my next question for you, um, and I'm wrapping up the questions, I promise. Uh, what do you see as your big plan for this season? What's your big first goal for the, for the pro team? Big first goal? Um, I, I think, again, just qualifying um, second rounds of the U.S. Open Cup, getting to the third round, it's a big one. I think uh, as a club, we have a unique opportunity this uh this year to do so it's going to be hard as it's always been but i think um that's a first goal and if we do that i think we're actually making history for the club i don't think we have ever passed that round as a club so that that's the first one big time i like that so uh let me keep on rolling here an open cup run would be uh yeah an open cup run sounds awesome that was the last thing that i was thinking um so Just in case somebody's listening that has seen your run through youth, 
Um, what would you, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, what would you say that like your, your big points to focus on when coaching youth would be? Uh, not make it about yourself. It's about the, it's about the, it's about the players. It's about the kids that you're coaching. And I think that's, that's a big thing. Um, a lot of coaches make it about themselves. Right. And which um, ultimately the players feel it, you know, um, I think I, I had a, I had a mentor that always say, you got to meet them on the common ground to bring them on the higher ground. So you meet them exactly where they are individually right, to bring them up to where you want them to be, right, and they appreciate that more. Um, and I, I, it's funny, uh, pro players too, right, um, pro players too. So a lot more on the youth side, though, but you also, you also, it could be applied to the professional players. So I have, I have like two sort of small ones and then one that you can kind of go on for a bit about, but um. Uh, first one is, uh, just to let you know, uh, I, I turned down the job. The commute was a little bit too far from El Paso. So you're, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) I saw, uh, Mike, Mike had sent us this thing in our little group chat about, um, about you going to school at Lewisburg in North Carolina. That's, that's Franklin County, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you, uh, what did you think of that part of the state? I I grew up in uh, Emerald Isle. Okay. yeah. Okay. Well, Lewisburg, let's say it. It was a cultural shock for yeah. uh, a kid that that was that that grew up in Paris uh, that only spoke French. Uh, Twenty fourteen, getting there, right? Uh, big city to now a very small town. Lewisburg itself had barely six hundred students, so it's it's uh, fairly the size of a high school, if not even smaller. I think Blair High School has more students than that. You know, but it, it was it just allowed me to just strictly focus on what I was there to do, just school and soccer. And it actually turned out to be good because I got to learn English faster uh being there than I would have on the big school. So yeah, it wasn't much to do though, if that's why you were looking for it it wasn't fun outside football. It was it was literally like Nothing. You you would have to drive thirty minutes before you see like a like some live action. Yeah. Is it like farmy? Yeah. There's there's like three parts of North Carolina. It's like the Outer Banks where I grew up. You have the Triangle, like Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. Oh, yeah. And then you have Boone and Asheville, and everything else in between is just sort of filler yeah. and pig farms. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then the main question that um. I was hoping you had some information on about um, I'm, I'm a big nerd when it comes to like soccer formations, like that stuff really interests me. So I want to know um, what type of formation are you planning to use? And then uh, like, what would the roles of those position players within that formation be? Absolutely. Yeah. This year we, we plan on playing a four, three, three and staying consistent with that. But with speaking with the leaders of the team this morning on the zoom, actually one thing that, it would love is to for the team to have more flexibility in in things that we could do and not be so steady. Um, you know, one of the things last year was that we had that three five two that Coach Rostello really loved, and it was just kind of hard for him to just kind of get in those in, out of that formation. 
and players felt that there were some games where we definitely needed to switch it up a little bit and, and maybe just have a four in the back, right? Because it was just more accustomed to to that team we were playing. So those are feedbacks that I, I, I got from them. And yes, three uh, four three three for sure, but we also have uh, uh, some good uh, recruiting coming that would also allow us to have some flexibility in that sense where we could also play that 3-4-3 three, three, uh, because the team is, is very offensive-minded. And with the, the defenders that we are signing, I think we're going to be a stronger, stronger defense this year as a team than we were last year. Last year, we scored some goals, but we also conceded a lot, um, you know. So, and that was part of why we couldn't um, get higher up in the rank in our league before even the playoffs. It was the, the mistakes that we made in the back, right? Um, so, yeah, you watch Michigan, it's, it's, they win just 1-0. They wouldn't score many goals, but they just wouldn't concede, right? Um, so, yeah, 4-3-3, I, I guess I was a defensive midfielder, but I love a team that scores goals. Um, you know, I love a team that is constantly in the attacking mode, that is constantly taking risk, um, high risk, high rewards. Uh, it's just part of the process. I like to be the one that is constantly attacking than the one that just, you know, just kind of sucking in the attacks, right? So, so yeah, you. I hope I answer your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... Um... That's yeah. That was one of the things I was curious about. Is um, you you said a defensive midfielder, so obviously you guys are going to have the the two eights and the six in your four right. three. So are we, you? Oh, go ahead. No, sorry, no, no. You said two eight and the six. Yeah, that's correct. And then um, you're talking about attacking football. So are you expecting your fullbacks to be higher up in the pitch? Are they going to stay wide, or will they will they slot into more centrally? So that's a very good question. I feel like last year we were a very one-sided team, and you guys could guess the side it was fairly easily. Uh, you know, you had Davey Mason and, and Darwin Espinal in, in the same side, so just the attack was just flying that one side. But this year I think we'll find some raw talent in that right side as well that could be um, – not as experienced, but equally as electric, right? Um, especially on that fullback position that you guys would actually enjoy. So yeah, we will definitely look to push those outside buck, uh, outside backs up a lot higher. But on the left side, be a little bit more tactical about how we do it. And I, I don't know if I want to give that out here, everybody else to know. So, but um, but yeah, it's just uh, just you know. Uh, modern football is a lot that you could do with uh, people are very familiar with the two outside back pushing high. Um, but you know, I'm a, I'm a big Arsenal fan. So if you watch Arsenal play, you could, you could kind of have an idea of, of what we're going to try to duplicate. We'll see. I see Alex Arsenal this year, <laughs> Arsenal the last like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arsenal the last eight uh, months. Well, uh, let's just say that. Yeah. And then, uh, Last thing, um, not a question. I just wanted to make a note. Um, Pep Guardiola came up from Barcelona B to lead Barcelona to Champions Leagues in like nine fucking trophies in one year. So I'm expecting that. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> no pressure there's at like all. Two trophies available, right? Yeah. Like either no, uh, they should do a regular season one. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah playoffs yeah. and then. Well, technically, open, they, yeah. there's three if you add the Open Cup. 
Right, through the uh, yeah. Independent Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. I think we're, yeah. we're aware. <laughs> you heard it first here. Coach says we're going to the final of the Open Cup. He said the expectation. He said Champions League. It's not far. It's it, it's not. We can't, unfortunately, can't win the Champions League because we can't even get a chance. You can win CONCACAF Champions League. There we go. Because the Open Cup winner of that goes into the uh, CONCACAF Champions League, which I'm an avid fan of. I love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, do you want to give – should we give Alex Cow a break real quick? We'll, we'll come back to you. I got a few more questions, but let, let's oh, pepper yeah. – Kalen's awfully silent over there. looks way too comfortable. So <laughs> let let's me fire off some questions. Kalen. Yeah, there you my, go. Let me, let me hit Kalen with a few. <laughs> Kalen, we yes. talked about a couple that we'd like to hear from you about. First things first, when should we expect ticketing? Ooh, okay. So – I will say this ticketing is in the works, so it is not a sense of we aren't working on it. It's just a lot of transitional periods going on and things like that. So that's not uh, something that we're not, you know, disregarding. So that's definitely coming down the pipe real the soon. The Knights called you all out. The whole league they got called out. Of yeah. the last pod big time. <laughs> I've, I've been seeing, I've been seeing the tweets and hearing the podcast episodes and all of that. So I know uh, to all the fans, I know it's, it's been a long, long we just wait. Just want to give you money. Yeah, we're. <laughs> We're excited though, so I think uh, we're going with a new, a little different transition from last year. And uh, from what I've seen from the program we're working on so far, it's going to be a lot of a smoother transition when it comes to ticketing, purchasing, scanning, and uh, on game days and things like that. And uh, so once that's all finalized, we'll be able to actually get some some announcements done and then finally sell some tickets. So it's all in the works. I promise you that. Like it's <laughs> when I'm not on a podcast or at work, I'm, that's what I'm doing is ticketing. <laughs> Speaking of hand- handing you our hard earned dollars. Are we going to get some gear posts soon? Maybe new kit. Ooh, okay. Maybe Christian. Christian's been begging for a hoodie. <laughs> Jake. Jake wants a new hat. New hat. I need I think, some little girl uh, bobcat outfits. They want them. I'm a quarter zip kind of guy. Oh, that's far down the road. <laughs> Listen, I know Alex knows all this. Uh, excuse me, not Alex. Coach knows all this too well too. Uh, you know, we got some stuff in the works, honestly. And I, he, I this see isn't it. his I, domain. He's yeah, not you know, supposed I've to be worried about this <laughs> stuff. This is you, buddy. You're not I believe I believe this falls under the guise of game day operations. It does. It does. You know? But hey, listen, we all got to be in the same loop. We're in the same we're organization. Here to, we're so. here to roast you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't just hand off the ball a little bit, you know. I can't. This I can't make a side is pass. an intervention, Caitlin. <laughs> there we go. Okay, but um, um yeah, we, then, yeah, we're working on some good stuff, though. You know, I can't like. I'll say I've, I've seen what, what's coming down, and uh, I, th- I like it so far. Like, it's going to be new. There's some new things coming down the road. And uh, it's going to be something that I think a lot of the fans will like, enjoy, and it'll be uh, stylish as well, too. So it's not something that will just be something for game day. Like, you'll be able to wear it casually, out and about. And, you know, that's the ideally the goal of our apparel, too, is to get more eyes on it and see it in more places than once. So that way, when you're at, like, the store or library or a game, someone's like, oh, hey, what that? What badge is that? Like that's a nice. You shirt. think that's I nice. read? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know this look like the face of a guy that reads. No, I, <laughs> you heard it first here. You Weird. heard it first here. Kalen said that there's going to be Bobcats underwear. <laughs> I believe that's what he's talking about. Jake, you're finally going to get that Bobcats monokini. I would like to tidy whiteies with the uh, Bobcat yeah. logo in the 
in the back. The, bo- the Bobcats <laughs> the cod piece. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I and need then, the Bobcats uh, to uh, model for the for the underwear. So if y'all can do that, uh, it's definitely coming down. Oh, an old Bay Brigade uh, photo shoot with all the Bobcats oh, and undies. No. On the, uh, yeah, there you go. That, that's. Not- <laughs> um, and then my last question. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do that one off the pod. Go ahead. I got one for him. Ooh, any uh, any other updates in game day ops? Anything we can expect for the season? You guys thinking through that? No Adam Gotkin. Yeah, it got to be a little crazy. Oh yes, yes. So we you know we, we're going to have some uh, some new faces around and everything like that. Of course, you know as as if our game day operations goes, you know we got interns and other helpful staff that come in and help us out during game day. So you'll see some faces. Uh, we do have a new look coming as well. So I can say that. I uh, can't say in detail what it is, but it'll be a nice change, and I think everyone will be uh, appreciative of it, and it'll look visually pleasing for both those. Who so are wait, there's no more, there's online. no more bowling alley style animations on the screen. Ah, uh, no, I try. I fall like for a goal, and there's a soccer ball rolling in the net parts. And, <laughs> oh, okay. And no more Stepping 90s style out. goal animations, unfortunately. Oh, I tried my best. I love but. those. I was I was outvoted, so yeah. But um, yeah, we got some things going, like some some both subtle and uh, other changes that will come that you'll notice, and then I think that everyone will be appreciative. And I think personally, from my end, I think it'll be it'll give the game day atmosphere a nice look, and it'll also look pleasing on a broadcast for those who are not able to come to every home game. So I think it'll be a, a good a good change. Nice, yeah, sounds exciting. <laughs> any uh, any best. final questions for Kalen? Is there anything else we can grill him on? Ooh, I mean, I mean, I can DJ if you want me to. You know, we can do that too. <laughs> you don't have anything DJing. keyed up, Jake. Nothing. Um, he doesn't love him. <laughs> I am going. I I am going to make it to a game this year. I'm going to be in North Carolina for my birthday. Um, awesome. And then I will be. I'll have to come back here, obviously. And then I think in July or August I will be at a game. Uh, your first round's on me. I, I, you heard it here first. <laughs> Nice. What are we about a month away? Yeah, crazy. Only about a a month and just, a, three days. No, yeah, we're really yeah, just a month exciting. from from uh, Flower City coming to the Plex, right? Yeah, I thought of my question. Okay. okay right, is there any word on? And this is just me being an obscene, of obese sack of shit. Oh, Do we have word on? Steesburger or food options, and do we have word on true respite for the season? Because if we need to beat Sam up, we can. <laughs> I can say, and I will say, that uh, they will be back for the next season. So both true respite and Steesburger is not one or the other, so they'll be back. Uh, it's nice to have them on board. Obviously, you know we're all familiar with their the great products they produce, uh, and just honestly, hardworking people both in the tap room, on the streets, and in that game days too. They uh, work very hard. They're very cordial, huge fans, and always interested in working with us. So it's uh, good to have them back for the season too. I saw the flag yeah, up about. at uh, respite above the above the refrigerator the other day. It looked nice. Oh yeah, we got to get them something of ours, Mike. We got to get them a banner or something. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be down for it. And then uh, I actually have to head out there in a couple of weeks because my uh, store I work for is is brewing a beer with them. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. cool. Are awesome. you going to be part of the brewing process? Yep. Going to put my head right into the barrel. Beer? Ah, 
that. I'm. I think I, I may have some information on that in the coming weeks. Honestly, I'm still working on that one. So I like the halftime haze. Personally, it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites from last year. Honestly, it was definitely a, a nice thing to sip on too during during some games. So. I will also throw out a throw this out too. I love the meet and greet there last year. That was pretty fun. Uh, mm, you know, I saw I Alex and talking with all the players and Coach Rostello, and yeah, that was pretty fun. So if you guys can do that, I would love it. I live like do, ten minutes. Do away. it at a. Do it at a duck pin bowling alley. <laughs> why? why? <laughs> that'd, be a new, that'd be a new nice change, something like that. <laughs> Bobcats bowling night. <laughs> out, out here in Harper do that, County. Hey, do, that, like, do that for the season ticket holders, bowling with the Bobcats. It's got to be duck that's, pin bowling. That should be. That should be. Like that. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it'll be like that weird uh, pints with the manager that Gold Star has been doing. With hey, their ownership, I don't their hate ownership, it. it's been their ownership and like three Detroit City fans that are just there to make fun of them. <laughs> Gold Star looks like Wait, they're like doing the, everything. Uh, I'm okay in my book. Like I'm all for league stability, so hopefully I'm excited. I'm excited goofy, about the welcome the spread of clubs this season. The only one that's not we're not hearing anything is Club De Leon, and we're not expecting to hear anything from them. But like Flower City is picking up. Big signings, um, whatever that flower salt nonsense is. Salt City, you've got Union. gold star. You've got gold star coming out of the blue. That's like the gold star brand within ice hockey is absolutely massive. They've got some power behind them. So if they put their money where their mouth is, they're going to be a force. Not it's going to be wa- uh, no. <laughs> Like an actual force, they've been they've yeah. been a force since the Roman Empire. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We got we have coach here, so I want to want to get coach here at a reasonable hour. He's got to coach the boys up tomorrow. So, so think about. Sorry, I was late to practice. I was talking to these assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so I do want to talk to you a little bit about the selection process with players and how involved you were with that because, like you said, it's just two weeks ago that. Really, you know, you found out you were going to be coach of the Bobcats, so it's kind of a whirlwind right before the season. So, how involved were you with that process before the season? And how, I mean, are you guys still actively signing players right now? Yes, yes. So we we had uh, obviously the core, some core guys from last year, uh, nine core guys from last year that we 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 resigned. That obviously, I mean, I was heavily involved in that as well, even though at that time. Uh, we was, we still weren't sure if uh, Coach uh, Silvan was going to be with us or not. Or not. When then throughout this uh, trial process, uh, just kind of took up the entire thing with the help of obviously Kaelin, Cisse, uh, and all the staff members to really be able to, um, you know, kind of find some some gems, some talented players in our area. And then you also have a lot of players that travel from all across um, the country, which was a massive surprise. You have actually players internationally. Um, the tryout? The open tryout? tryout? At the tryout. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. So, you know, so it was it was good. We also we also offer some uh, players from different agent, uh, agents as well in, in this area that, that love the brand, you know, just to look at some players to preseason. But one, one big thing that we wanted to kind of change this year is to not sign the players 
that weren't within our organization that we already know already until we see them through the preseason at least for a few days um, just to ensure that they suit us, right? And there's some key positions um, like uh, the goalkeeper position where, you know, we need to ensure that they suit what the team is about, right, Um, before signing any of them. So, yeah, so, yeah, there are some new signings coming soon. I can't speak on them. I can't speak on who they are. But there are exciting uh, players um, that that I think really, really are going to help the squad tremendously. Um, another thing we've been working on is also build the squad to be more competitive from player one to player 25, right? Um, I think last year we we had a little bit on some key position trouble in that where we felt that if we were to move some pieces around, uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't make it through some games, right? And this year, we I really want every guy in the starting 11 to know that the guys across could also at any moment are capable of, you know, uh, of starting and playing, you know. And I think that's how you make a healthy environment, especially on the training ground. And that's what most people don't understand. You, you don't win you don't necessarily win and make good runs in season with just a, a solid uh, starting 11, right? Because think about it, these starting 11 guys needs to be, uh, need to feel the challenge day in, day out. Really, you make, you make, if you, if you win consistently is because from number one to number 25 player, the level, it's not drastically of a drop, right? So there is a constant competition in the training ground which elevate everybody's level week in, week out, right? Um, so it's important. And, and yeah, I think so far we're achieving that and we are almost there, almost there. And, and what I love about the Bobcats too is it does look like you, you, you know, you're one of the few teams that has a reserve team that you actually – train players and pull them pull from the reserve that's right. so that's so, right you know what's your strategy behind that second team and and also too we haven't talked about the the pulse acquisition uh, on the podcast at all too so i was hoping to kind of pick y'all's brain about both that and and how you how you view the, view the reserve team for for yourself as coach absolutely i think yeah we are we have invited uh to preseason uh, 12 guys from the reserve, just so you know, who are the best 12, obviously, and the more consistent. Um, so just to be able to take a look at them through our preseason, I could tell you that now here there are going to be a couple of reserve guys signing into the pro squad this season. I nice. just can't won't tell you who that's going to be, but you would – you will see these guys that were on our reserve um, on our reserve team last year to come up and and really and really do well for us, um, you know. And on top of it, from um, the tryout players that we saw that we liked that we felt that hey, you know, they kind of need some more training and they kind of need more structured environment. They kind of need to be in that setting for maybe just six months right they kind of need that fitness um to be ready you know we accept them but we accept them within our reserve squad so we don't tell them no you didn't make it we tell them yes you you definitely have a potential to play nisa uh six seven eight ten months from now right 
So sure, but they know, play in a very competitive league too, right? You yeah. have uh, you know Christos and who are some of the other teams in there? What is it, Maryland Major Leagues? Is that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. It's it's competitive. It's competitive. I mean, the DMV is competitive. There's a lot of talent in the DMV, you know, and uh, it's it's very good to see that you know guys are actually coming out, hearing about the Bobcats more, and seeing that you know you had someone like Taylor Gray, who is now Chattanooga best player that is coming from our reserve. Can you imagine? Uh, so there are some gems like that uh, that we're pulling from our reserve. And and who else has come from the reserves in the first team now? Wivel spent some time. Yeah, yeah Drew. Wilmer, Drew. Drew is a big one um, that came for a reserve. Jocelyn, believe it or oh, not. Oh, Zion. Yeah. Oh, wow. Also, when he I didn't was, realize that. He was brought up. The Cap- El Capitan. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Starting the reserve. Marion in the reserve. Philip in the reserve. I mean, Marion was at Syracuse um, last season. Um, as well. So it was in the reserve, but the first season was in the reserve, right? Taylor Gray, obviously, I mentioned him. And um, yeah, so you have some very, very good guys, uh, players that just moved through the reserve team of Bobcats and moved, made their way up. Yeah, it's exciting to see. And uh, I mean, would you guys mention, would you mind talking about the, the Pulse acquisition too and, and what that meant for the for the organization a little bit? Of course, yeah. I think uh, first it's about the community and being able to unify. That's one. I think uh, Steel Pulse has been established at the amateur level for so long and they've been doing so well. I think with the ownership, it just kind of came together um, to, you know, um, to say, hey, how could we work together? And, and there are some players that would be announced are from our roster this year that are coming from there so it's like well if we can unify with many other local um amateur teams like that right it's just going to make the bobcats way more stronger right because essentially it's uh, it's a great re- recruiting um tool for us but also a, a great partnership for them right in the sense where they're affiliated to a professional club and in this instance tell pulse is almost becoming part of us as well right so it's it's just overall great, I think, to to finally find ways to work together, because I feel like we are the only club probe in Maryland, and people are like, you know, we're just gonna sit back and watch these guys and 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 not do much to help them out, you know. And, and I hope that perception's changing a little bit because yeah. the, the organization has taken a chance on going professional, which you have to do. And and Nisa's nice just a great a great area for for someone to take a chance and do that so i know as as the old bay brigade we are so thankful for for what you guys do and we love watching it and we love doing the podcast and getting on here and uh you know waxing poetic like a bunch of idiots and and we really (laughs) appreciate your time too so thanks for coming on the podcast not thank you for having me i mean i'm 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 just it's it's a good time to be here and again we are i keep on saying this but we are very appreciative of of you guys and and just kind of uh, coming out, supporting, and constantly tweeting about us and being excited about things that are coming up, being sad when the team is not. And I mean, we feel that community being built. And trust me, if we are able to uh, keep on building that, you guys are the reason why people are still coming to the stadium more because, believe it, the parents of the 
players that I coach, they're always impressed about how, you know, the day. It's really, I mean, Alex, uh, old Bay Brigade with the drums coming out and, yeah. and, and keeping that atmosphere up. It's a lot of fun. But I will also say that it's not just us out in the stadium. Like, we're just a little section. There's a whole, there's a whole crew. Like that stadium's starting to get pretty full. Yeah, definitely end of last year. So hopefully we can be keep building momentum together. Like you know, old Bay Brigade, we'll do our own part. But you as the club, you know, you're you're doing the heavy lifting. So we appreciate y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike, you're you're totally right. Like I was thinking about it the other day as we build into this season. Like thinking of ways to bring more people in, um, because the atmosphere of a supporter group isn't for everybody, but I really want what we're building here to literally just be like, Hey, you can say whatever the fuck you want, but let's all get involved in the singing and let's get involved in the excitement, bring as many people in as possible. So like finding ways to do that as we build into the season is going to be a fun time. Hopefully uh, we can get some more people lined up and get some, some goofballs and have some fun. There's a lot of goofballs now that show up on, on the regular in our section, right behind the uh, opposing team's bench, which is always interesting to hear. <laughs> that will 100% be Evan Ramis's lasting gift to the Bobcats and the lasting middle finger to the rest of the league. Like, he walked up to me that day and he was like, so I've got an idea. We're going to move you directly behind their bench. And I was like, that's maniacal, man. I love it. <laughs> I've got one qualm. Most of the time, I've got one qualm with Evan Ramist. And that Kalen, this is this is towards you. I want formation tweets with the names. Everybody yes. wants it. Everybody yes. wants it. Yes. I disagree with you, Evan. It's so funny you mentioned that because I've heard I've heard about this since I started working for the podcast. So I know it's been a it's been a popular Because we've been whining about it. And listen, so, listen, I, look, I understand. I understand. I, I I understand that like the the place where we watch is eleven sports. Like I get that. I, I understand the limitations that, that we have as a club or whatever. I get that. I'm I'm watching the game and I'm also, you know, an idiot. So I'm trying to I'm trying to follow the game and take notes. And I'm like, who is playing where? Who is playing where? That was the main thing. I, w- I was genuinely interested, coach in the formation but now that i know the formation you're going to run i can actually pay more attention to this so i try to take yeah, a quick uh, glance when the when this before the starting whistle goes to yeah gather who plays where but if we don't have that graphic with their name yet like yeah that, you know like when you watch arsenal or liverpool the first thing i do when the game turns on is i go to espn i click lineup to see where everybody is on the field I just, I would like. To I'll pay. Them. I'll pay five bucks a month in a Patreon. I would too for that. For that graphic. I'll pay somebody. Let me. I, hell, yeah. the the fact that other that we Even get them from other the clubs sometimes that's that's what makes it easier for us to taunt people. <laughs> that's true. We don't have to do any searching about what their names are when they know where they're going to be. It's okay. No yeah, one else has fans like the Bobcats do, except Chattanooga. Listen, <laughs> they're not. They're not like us. Listen, no, we're, we're all, they're not heathens. They are legion, for they are many. Listen, you all make it a very nice place to play for the home team and a very hostile place to play for the away team. And honestly, we can only think I got to be honest, so I don't think cool. we make it hostle for the home no, for the away team most of the time. Oh my make it God, no, we'll go with challenging. No. We'll go with challenging. Alex, you guys antagonized a man who was denied his dream of the Olympics by yelling Jimmy Carter at him. Yeah, <laughs> he hated us so much. 
He does hate he us. He hated us so him. much. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Which I am not saying is a bad thing because number one, I love Jimmy Carter, and number two, that coach is a big old douche. So Donnie, more power to you. Okay, let's okay let's let uh, right, yeah, let's let give his first. First official Bobcast rant as like a head coach. And you're welcome on anytime. We can keep it shorter so we don't keep you all night. But I felt feel like for an introduction, it's nice to have you on here long. No, no, I no, I not at all. I I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. I, I'm really enjoying this right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a rant? One last final soccer thought. To be anything at all, it doesn't even have to be Bob. It could be Arsenal related since they're on top of the table <laughs> temporarily. Any last thought? No, really. I'm just, uh, I'm just very excited um, uh, to, to to get started um, a new season again with these guys. I think um, many people aren't expecting us to be any competitive due to how uh, late start we have we had. But I think, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a, a good season. I'm pumped. I'm pumped up. One month. Let's go.